0: Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Uh, This week we are continuing our uh, little mini-series, our five-part mini-series with uh, the five Katina brothers and today's guest, uh, he's a second-time guest so he knows the drill Mm -hmm. here Um, but I'd like to welcome my Uncle Yeti Katina. Uncle Yeti, thank you for being here today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Josh. I'm excited to be here and uh, to think that you're over uh, uh, or Welcome Home with the Katinas is um, over 40 weeks now?
0: 40? Uh, no, we're over this. We're almost at 30. So oh, okay, okay. But we're over six
1: months now. So. Wow. So that means the last time you and I did this, you've uh, interviewed a lot of uh, people. And I just got to say, you've been doing a amazing job i've been enjoying listening to the podcast um specifically the one uh with you and courtney oh yeah Yeah, i learned a lot man yeah yeah thank you so much good to be here
0: yeah and i actually um i don't know if you know this i his episode hasn't come out yet but i interviewed your future son-in-law maybe a week or two ago so Mm -hmm he'll be on probably sometime in, in february his his episode will come out but we talked about you a little bit in our <laughs> okay. episode
1: so i'm looking forward to hearing it man yeah. cuz he's a you know he's a man of few words but uh, when when he speaks man i think he makes a lot of sense yeah yeah he's a
0: he's a great guy fun to talk to but yeah. um, so, so the first time we recorded, we were in my my old apartment, right? Yep. Yeah. So, but you've been you came in for uh, Uncle Charlie's tribute episode. So this isn't yep. your first time here, but uh, it is your first time when w- with Roscoe the, the puppy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, doing getting into trouble right <laughs> yeah. now, probably. But or
1: I, I saw Eli yesterday, and Eli had this long scratch down his leg yeah, yeah we, <laughs> and he said oh compliments of roscoe yeah he needs but man roscoe and he you know other than the just the initial he was he was excited uh you could tell you know as a dog he's jumpy but he calm down real yeah. quick real quick man. he's good
0: with like it's just when he sees new people for yeah. the first he goes crazy and if there's any dog trainers out there <laughs> yeah. and you have any tips because i don't know how to we're we're doing our best to train him but he gets so excited when when people come to the door, but yeah. Anyways, that's enough about <laughs> Roscoe. Yeah. Um, well, with uh, some of your brothers mm-hmm. have have already come in and and sat down and and talked with me these past few weeks, Uncle, and you know, since you guys are second time guests, I've kind of switched the format up just a little bit, uh, and, and we're not doing the the three questions that I mm-hmm. normally do for first time guests, but. I'm only asking uh, one of our questions, and it's what the heart of this podcast is about, and it's super open ended. So, well, however you want to answer it, wherever you want to go with it, it's uh, the balls in your court. But yeah. I'll just ask the question: What's going on at home?
1: Wow. Okay. What's going on at home, man? That's good. Um, a lot. I in one word, <laughs> uh, busy, busy. Um. But uh. Man, I, I think uh, I just, maybe I want to start out by saying um, that um, in my journey, I've always tried to make sure that uh, there's growth, you yeah. know, and even at this um, stage of my life, man. Uh, you know, now all of my daughters are, are grown up. Uh, they're living on their own. And um, so Auntie and I, we continue to learn um how that dynamic is, and yeah. how you know, um, it's uh, a lot to learn, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like, because it, it's it's quite an adjustment to parenting, you know, kids that that live with you, and then um, and then they're gone, you know. They're, uh Caitlin is about to get married. Um, Callie is dating someone, uh, you know. Shauna's married, has kids, and um, there's things that were um, helping her and, and Trico through. Um, and then there's Courtney and, uh, Courtney has her own life. So, um, you know, when you say home, uh, those are four daughters, they, they, they come to mind, um, uh, immediately. And, um, and it's still learning. You know, I think about, uh, the, the wisest man in the Bible, so- uh, Solomon, yeah. he, he was asked, he was asked, uh, if you can ask for one thing, what would it be? And, uh, he said wisdom. Hmm. I pray for wisdom. And so, and I pray for that too, because I, I see a lot of different um, areas in my life where I think I have a, a handle on it. And then boom, something comes up and then I remember, okay, I don't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: so um, you brought up Caitlin's wedding is coming up. Mm-hmm. And I just want to hear from your perspective, how, how is it preparing for that? And and just knowing that your daughter is going to be, you know, taking a huge step in mm-hmm. her life mm-hmm. here in the next couple months—it's really coming up now. And yeah. so how has that whole process been for you as a father?
1: Man, again, it's been a journey of um, learning. You know, um, <laughs> remember that first meeting with Jervon. You know, I didn't yeah. even really know what what that was supposed to look like. Okay, yeah. I'm sitting with this guy who's dating my daughter. What am I? Gonna- you know, aside from, Hey, uh, I've loved her all my life. And, um, I, you know, I believe that you'll, I trust that you'll do the, the same, you know, but, um, uh, it's been also learning his family, trying to get mm-hmm. to know them. And they're a, a solid family. Um, Larry and Tara, his parents, we've, uh, been able to get together with them from time to time. And so trying to learn, learn, uh, uh, about Javon, and uh, but I could see why Caitlin loves him. Yeah. You know, um, it's a whole different uh, background, different you know uh, culture, which I've experienced that in my own life. You know, um, bringing two cultures together, um, it's it's not uh, it's not just like natural, it's right. not easy. You know, it you takes gotta work. yeah, it takes work, a lot of communication, and um, so yeah, Josh, uh, it, it, yeah. I think Caitlin and Javon, they know there's like I don't know whether it's fifty uh, some days until the wedding. Uh-huh. You know, they they know it, too. Yeah. Uh, but it is man, it's come upon us really fast. Yeah,
0: it'll be here before mm-hmm. we know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the uh, On the actual wedding day, you know, you're uh, you're gonna be walking Kate down the aisle. <laughs> what do you think? What like what are the emotions that you're expecting?
1: Man. I, you know, I, 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 once once I start to think about that, I, 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 yeah. I, I, just, I don't think about it because, <laughs> I mean, uh, man, I, I think the emotions are going to be endless. I, you know, um, happiness, um, but uh, maybe I don't want to say fear, but um, you know, of the unknown, mm. you know, but it's just uncertain. It's new territory. But I think, as uh, I mean, everyone has experienced uh, going through uncertainty. You know, the last uh, eighteen months or so, and um, and I just uh, I, I trust that um, it's going to be a bridge that that God helps me cross when yeah. I get there, man. Yeah. Well,
0: I'll be there. Up <laughs> yeah, <slow>. yeah. <laughs> be there with some Kleenex, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. if you need yeah a shoulder mean. to cry. Yeah, I'll yeah. Be there. <laughs> Thank um, you. I want to talk. So I've I've. I, Briefly mentioned this with uh, Uncle John last week, Um, but I wanted to talk with you about it. Um, You produced an album. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you just what was that process like and, you know, how did you, what's your approach when it comes to production? Um, I want to hear all about that because I think that's a huge feat that you accomplished in in the past year. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um Sunday set 2. Um I produced um all but two of the songs on that record. The the other uh, two um song here and all right, um Jordan Sat produced them. Okay. But uh for me, man, it was um you know, it, at, at first it was uh it was it wasn't really like clear and decided on that I'm going to produce the record. We were just talking about because the industry is, is, is uh, so different these days. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day when we were um, signed to a record label, you know, the label would just take care of everything. Yeah. And, and so um, so we were just talking about, okay, how do we get some, some singles out there? We weren't really looking at a record, but, but one song turned into two to three to four, and then all of a sudden we were like, hey, let's just do Sunday Set 2. which Sunday Set 1... Was ten songs. It's uh, ten, you know, common uh, worship songs that we did in churches at that time, and so Sunday set two. Aside from the two I I, I mentioned, um, there are eight songs that we're currently doing in churches, okay. you know. And so, man, you you helped me, Josh, to get started, uh-huh. you know, with the logic. Mm-hmm. Um, before you came along, man you know i i just i i thought okay i'm i'm never going to learn this cuz i have enough friends to to help me when i need you know when we need stems live stems yeah. on the road and so i'd always call mike Coates or um uh you know dave um what's his last name is just my mind went blank dave wyatt dave wyatt <laughs> okay. yeah 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 dave wyatt i call those guys and uh, if they weren't available to do tracks and then i'd have to wait so uh, they're yeah. available and then the shutdown happened and then boom i had this time and so i thought you know what it's time for me to learn and it just uh happened that you were uh available during that time you know so i would uh clock in a few yeah. hours with you you'd say all right pull up a page and, and yeah. we started from square one man
0: yeah i actually remember it was probably two, about two years ago now, because I had just gotten home from college, mm. and I didn't have a job, and you know I had plenty of time on my hands. Yeah. So there was a few, a, a handful of times I came over to the office, and this was before we were just using my laptop. Yep. And do you remember my little MIDI keyboard? I do remember that, and, and you were
1: already using Logic, right?
0: Yeah. So I, I, I had, I had a little experience with Logic, and. Um, but yeah, I would come over and I was basically just in, like engineering for you. Mm-hmm. You were recording, and then somehow it slowly turned into me teaching you yeah. the little that I knew about yep. about yep. Logic, and and you just yeah ran with it.
1: I remember calling you at times, Josh. I just lost the whole song. What a <laughs> you know, okay, uh, like let, let's Facetime. Okay, now click on that. <laughs> I mean, a uh, lot lot of those kind of mistakes that I can laugh at, but um. So you, you taught me the basics, you know? And so um I had fun, man. In fact, you know, the studio was set up in my uh bonus room and sometimes Auntie would come in there, it's four in the morning, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and, I mean it got time got away from yeah. me because I was having so much fun, yeah. you know. And um so I'm thankful for Dave Wyatt and Mike Coates, you know. But if they're listening, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> no so yeah Well, what's funny
0: is so Mike Coates when I was in high school I was probably 15 or 16 um, and I decided I was going to buy Logic yeah Uh, and Mike taught me like the very basics like um, and so it's funny how this just kind of gets passed on and Mm -hmm. uh, I also learned a lot on YouTube I think I've said that (laughs) you taught me how to go to YouTube too Yeah. (laughs) yeah but um but going back to the album mm. so like what's the so for me mm. and maybe this isn't for you but for me the the challenge of production is you have an idea in your head mm. you have an idea of what I want this sound I want this feel um but there's a process that takes place in getting that onto yep. recording yeah. getting that into the mic or into the laptop so just that process the creative process for you uncle what's your how do you how did you approach that with the album
1: Explained it well, you know. Uh, it's there's a difference with uh, what you hear in your head, and then when you put it all down on the tracks, you play it back, and then sometimes um, all the things that you put down that you heard in your head, you know, say there's a there's a main keyboard, then there's a piano, there's strings over top of it. There were times when I would play it back and go, oh, this is just so busy," yeah. um, and then that that process can make the mix process. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot more difficult, you know. So, um, so I just stuck to what I felt like I I I could do well, which is uh, keyboards and arranging vocals. Mm. You know, um, you know to set up a tempo and maybe just like a a, a basic drum loop. Yeah. You know, to take us through the song. That's what I did for for all of the songs. And then for drums, um, I called up our friend Dan Needham. Okay. And uh, man, that guy, he knows how to record drums. Yeah. He knows how to record drum sounds. I mean, and he just has a really good feel um, for each uh, in- individual song, you know, what it called for when it came to drums. So he put percuss- percussions um, on that. And then um, Uncle James came one day and he laid down the bass tracks, which he's a solid bass player. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then, man, th- th- through this record, uh, I met. Um, an amazing guitarist, Luke Sullivan. Um, he's played for everyone. He's out, he's currently out on the road with Mandisa. Um, but, uh, he put all the, the guitar tracks okay. down and man, I went over to his house and we just kind of, um, jotted down the, the basic structure of each song. And then, so he was saying, how about this? And every, every suggestion he had, I was like, yeah, yeah. 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 And so, uh, yeah, that's how that happened, Josh. And then for mixing um took everything back to um Dan Needham and okay. he mixed he mixed uh most of the songs. Joey Casora, whom you had yeah. he, another one of your guests, he uh mixed the other songs. Oh, um, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear a saxophone on uh, Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah, heard yeah on that. Mighty I didn't River. He
0: was he was mixing the mixing's yeah. a whole other piece. It, it is. Yeah. It
1: is. I heard that you talked with uh Dave May about his whole process because I I he he sent me, um just that a detailed yeah, yeah. thing of of how he does.
0: So Dave May, I know through you guys he mm-hmm. was a, a guitar player for you guys for many years yep. and friend of the family and yep. uh, maybe a week or two ago he called me and uh, just wanted to help me out and so I I, t- I spoke with him about uh, mostly about mixing vocals yeah because you know. I feel like there's a different process for each instrument and, and, and each uh, sound that you're looking. So the vocal mixing is uh, vocals are, are are a huge part of of any song, really. And so yeah, yeah he's he's kind of talked with me and uh, just about his workflow when it comes mm-hmm. to mixing vocals and they're really helpful. And yeah,
1: I mean, it, when I was reading through it, I I pictured like a a chef going okay before I cook yeah. it I bring all the ingredients out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a very very detailed and there's just a science to it
0: yeah so yeah. W- maybe this has uh, happened for you but whenever I started really getting into like music production uh, and and spending time doing it myself I found that it changed the way that I listen to music now mm. I because now I hear. Um, I see how different artists or different songs manipulate different frequency levels and, yeah. and all oh, that, that, you know, I, they did this with the drums uh-huh. and that's, a things that i never noticed before. Yep. Maybe you already did just because you've been around music for so long, yeah. but it, it, it definitely changed the way that I hear music now. Yeah.
1: And yeah, I mean, for me, I, I, I just, uh, I appreciate, uh, uh more, I think just, um, just having to go through the process myself, you know, yeah. it's not just like, okay, pull up a snare drum. It's like, okay, which snare drum <laughs> out of the 2 million <laughs> snare yeah, drums yeah. out there. Um, and then just trying to like use sounds that, that uh, raise that, the quality of that song. Up, right. You know?
0: well, the one guy that, so I grew up a hip hop fan mm-hmm. and I always hear, man, Kanye West's production is so good. Mm-hmm. And, So that was in my, in my head. I was like, oh yeah, Kanye's got great production (laughs) and I love, I liked his music growing up, but now when I listen to his music, I understand, wow, this is amazing (laughs) production. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, it's, 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 it's art. Yeah. It's a.
1: And his gift is very, um, it's, uh, very specific as far as when, you know, when he, he's putting, um, samples together. Yep. And then, then you can hear. Oh, he he put that he put that snare on top of it, mm-hmm. and then and and it's like wow. I mean, yeah. little things like you said that, you know, and, and I think most people they they will respond by going wow, but yeah. but they couldn't really, you know, like break down what what's causing that emotion in them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think when it comes to production there's an infinite amount of choices that you make for, for sure for, for every song and for just little parts of a song and a lot of times the casual listener they're not gonna you know notice it in detail mm-hmm. but they feel it's the feeling that it gives you that you don't even realize the the decisions that went into yeah. to, to the sonics of the song
1: yeah true you know one example of that i was working with uh uncle dave um a couple of weeks ago when he was in town and uh there's this song that oh it was it was ribbon in the sky by stevie uh-huh. wonder and um that song is special to us because when i called dave to tell him that our mom died uh you know grandma ci died um i called him because he he wasn't in washington and so he was a dj at a uh, radio station in samoa and uh and I called him, he he picked up the phone and he just said, hey, man, I just dedicated Ribbon in, ribbon in the Sky uh, to Mom. Mm. And um, I just paused. And then, man, he knew that I was calling him to let him know that, that our mom went to heaven mm. and we just, man, we both just cried. And so anyways, we were re- recording the song. And um, the accordion, you know, is is an instrument that kind of, I think is it stirs up uh, nostalgia Mm -hmm. and uh, the accordion the the French horn anyways there's a a long list of instruments that do that and so I use the accordion on the song and man it was just like the the wow moment again you know so
0: those are those are good moments Mm -hmm, (laughs) Uh, you have a hundred moments where it's like man this yeah but the one moment exactly yeah that's what it's yeah the accordion yeah, (laughs) yeah well Uncle, I want to say I, I'm so proud of of what you were able to accomplish, oh, and the album's amazing. Oh. And um, you know, if you had told me two years ago, you know, uh, your uncle Yeti's going to produce <laughs> an album for the Catinas, yeah. I'd say you, you're on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, either, yeah.
1: well, it's good because Alexis got to play on yeah. uh, on a song, and man, so I put a lot of you know just the the strings that mm-hmm. Logic had to offer, but. Once Alexis put that the real violin on there, just legitimized everything. Yeah, man.
0: yeah. She loved getting to do that. And for those who don't know, my wife Alexis uh, has played violin since she was, I think, five years old. And so,
1: and she has a picture of us coming yeah, to her church. Yeah, that's, when she was only like ten or, or, or yeah, I think yeah. she
0: she was around that age, and she yeah. I guess got to play she accompany died. you guys on a song. Yeah, I think she like. Uh, she won a competition or something in her church or and, yeah. and her prize was she got to play with you guys.
1: Yep, yeah. With the uh the church orchestra, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. so
0: she it's it's a funny picture to look at because it's her with all my uncles and she's ten or eleven <laughs> yeah. years old. Yeah. And no idea that one yeah. day she'd be part of the family. I but,
1: know, man. It's that's how, amazing. Funny how God works sometimes.
0: Yep. Well, so I think the last time that we talked uh i think callie and maybe courtney too were still living at the house with you guys yep um but now they're not
1: No, uh courtney and she lives closer to her job mm-hmm. um courtney does hair and then uh and callie the same lives uh uh close to where, where her job is and so um the other day callie called and said hey dad our 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 heat and uh, something else just went off. I said, all right, um, show me your breaker. And so <laughs> I had to walk her through it, and it was her and her two roommates, and they were all on the phone. I go, okay, okay, see that one? It looks yeah. like it's it's only halfway. It, um, click. You got to click that all the way. <laughs> go to the right and then the far left, and they did it. Oh, it's on. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> So I was was happy to be able to do that uh, for her. I uh, I miss the girls, you know, Um, but they're good at at stopping by the house.
0: Yeah. So I I think I talked with uh, I think I talked with Auntie Kathy about this, actually. But, you know, now that you guys are full on empty nesters, Mm -hmm. it's just you and Auntie at the house now um do you find like what is it what are the things that you notice the most that are different now
1: man i i think just the um they they're not there you can feel that they're not there because when when they're there you know we talk about um kind of what you and courtney talked about the generations mm-hmm. you know and uh, i think i think just kind of going back uh to the conversation you had with courtney cuz she was talking about working for her dad and uncles and how she's trying to push us, you know. Yeah. But then know also that well there's there's a line and trying to learn all that. But uh so those kinds of conversations we used to have all the time yeah. with them. And so, um, but I, I I love um just the time that Auntie and I have right now, you know. Yeah. It's it's definitely uh uh a season of uh, adjustment,
0: but mm-hmm. uh we're making it. She hasn't kicked me out yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I've heard so I've never experienced this myself, but I've heard that for a lot of couples, once the kids move out of the house, uh, it's almost like they're, they're re-meeting each other again. They're, they're relearning how to, it's a, it's just such a huge shift in, in the, your day-to-day life. It's, and you probably are spending more time now with, with your husband or wife than Mm -hmm. you have in the past 20 years or whatever. And it's, have you noticed that it's changing you and auntie's relationship at all?
1: You know, Josh, that's a good question. Uh, we had a lot of um, we, we made it a point in, in our marriage early on to to always have um, just older couples that we mm-hmm. can talk to. And and so uh, because we had that, um, a lot of them were able to um, to kind of uh, set us up yeah. and say, hey, you know, and, and, and we heard this when the girls were in elementary. Hey, there's going to be a time when your girls, you know, so uh, make sure that life, even when they were home, was not just all about them. And so I feel like Auntie and I had kind of a head start. Um, and we, we did, we had some friends that um, we saw their marriages um, uh, get in trouble mm-hmm. because it was almost like, The whole focus 24-7, you know, seven days a week was on the kids, was on the kids' activities, their schooling and and all of that. And so um, I don't think that Auntie and I ever felt like we had to, like, okay, kind of get reacquainted um, because uh, it it was a natural progression, too, because uh, after elementary, you know, when the girls were in middle school, there was a little bit more time that we had. Um, and, and then in high school, the same thing, you yep. know? Uh, so, but, but, but I, I feel like it is a good question, Josh, cause it's something that a lot of people don't, they, they, they haven't been privileged to, to have somebody older go saying, Hey, you might want to watch out for this. Make sure yep. that, um, so it's good that you and Lexis, uh, you're hearing about this even before you have kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Well, thank you. I, 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 think about, cause I know my parents are, are going through, you know, empty nesting as well. And I, I think about them and, and you guys too. And I, I'm, I'm sure there's challenges, but I think there's some beautiful things that, that come from it as well. Um,
1: yeah, yeah we have to set up, you know, time, um, apart still, you know, Yeah. make sure. And, and, uh, And that's not, it's not hard, especially when auntie's working, you know, and she's at work and I'm at the office. Um, Alone time is something that's important for everyone, too.
0: Definitely. I uh, So, growing up, you were always the oldest uncle around, Mm. Uh, and so I always... I envisioned when I envisioned like your guys's childhood when I was young, I was like, Oh, Uncle yeti's the oldest, mm-hmm. but you got you have an older brother, Uncle mm-hmm. Dave, mm-hmm. and we've gotten to have him here in town more recently than yeah. we have in a long time. yeah, I'd love to hear from you just what it means to have your older brother around a little bit mm-hmm. and just being able to spend time. I know you guys have even spent time in the studio together yeah how how has that been
1: Josh, it's been a uh, real blessing you know to have him um like you said just r- recently he's been here um two different times yeah. and w- and when he came he stayed for as long as a week and i think both times he stayed with me and so uh we were doing a lot of recording uh but we did a lot of just catching up too yeah um speaking of uh you know siblings and the order that everyone falls into uh, uh, but uncle dave and i talked about um A lot of the hard things you know growing up um you you've heard a lot of the stories um just about grandpa's style in 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 raising us up um a lot of the good things but then there were some things that we didn't learn until we were older you know about how to use our voice how Mm. to convey thoughts and suggestions ideas and we're still learning you know um Um, but anyways, yeah, my time with Dave, um, he, he's, man, always been my, my big brother, you know, I remember, uh, in elementary, it was one time I got into it with this kid and, uh, it just so happened that when it was happening, I saw my brother, Dave, I was like, Dave, (laughs) (laughs) um, but I always, I mean, he's, he's, he was the one that I, I think if it wasn't for Dave, um we wouldn't really have the love that we have for music you know he used to draw pictures um i mean we were we were little i still remember him just on line piece line line paper he would draw pictures of Ben's. Here's a drummer and he'd say that's joe and here's a keyboard that's you sam and and uh yeah and so um it's a very rich time when we we um we can spend spend time with him
0: yeah. yeah i so being a firstborn you know i think that there's pressure a lot of times that for, we put on ourselves of you know looking out for your younger siblings and uh you know sometimes we we assume the leadership position and when maybe it's we don't even need to be the leader yeah. but i i think there is something about being a firstborn that's unique and you know, I think about your situation, where, uh, especially in 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 our culture, where you know, age means something, being older means something, and you know, you grew up not the firstborn, but at, uh, there was a point where, okay, Yeti's the oldest now, mm-hmm. and what was there? Can you remember back when? You know, I guess when you guys first moved to Tennessee, and it was the five of you guys, mm-hmm. and Uncle Dave's not here you're the oldest now, yeah. what, were there challenges with that for you and, and yeah. what was that like?
1: things are is the way they've always been yeah. you know and so um, even when we were kids when Dave wasn't there I mean it was just uh, like automatic okay yes easier if, if I was in there automatic Joe's in charge you know yeah. just on down the pecking order yeah. you know because we're Samoan and that's how they do things but then also grandpa was a marine <laughs> so it's yeah. like you're the platoon sergeant <laughs> and here's your platoon um, but if I could fast forward to where we're at now and, um, with the five brothers, you know, in in our, in our business, uh, ministry, you know, all five are leaders Mm. in different areas. Yeah. And so, man, it going back to when we were kids, I wish we would have implemented that Mm. sooner, you know, as, uh, I mean, I see you and Eli's relationship and, um, i feel like just just from what i see is this there's just a healthy uh perspective of uh you know here's josh's strengths and weaknesses here's eli's strengths and weaknesses yeah. and there's an understanding you know and and um i also i, I talked to my um uh, my grandson tj mm-hmm. he's the oldest of five mm-hmm. and so when, when whenever I, I get time to spend time with them uh You know, I want to say, hey, TJ, thanks for being a a, a big older brother, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm more careful in making sure he doesn't feel, oh, does that mean I have to like do all the, you you know, but uh, so I have had a talk with all five of them when they're all together. And I I said, guys, don't ever be threatened by one another's strengths. Mm -hmm. You all have strengths and you all have challenges, but but collectively, you, you know, you bring those strengths together it's 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 even more powerful, you that's know good, and so um we are I think we're experiencing the benefit of of that today, where Uncle Jesse's leading, Uncle James is leading yeah. Uncle John, you know, yeah, yeah. I think so. that's
0: that's a powerful statement. Don't be threatened by other people's strengths. Mm-hmm. I think you know, talking about families, so Eli and I, I would say we have very different strengths, mm-hmm. and I think that was a source a source of tension between us growing up yeah. and, and still can be today. But that is one thing I've had to learn is that, you know, there's value in the fact that Eli has different strengths than I do because and we don't work together or anything. Mm-hmm. You you're working with your brothers but yeah. uh recognizing that his strength his strengths could be my weaknesses mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. That's not something to be intimidated by yeah. or threatened by has been something that is, uh, has really helped my relationship with my brother.
1: That's so awesome. And, and I, I think that, uh, that's why it, it, sometimes it's hard for me to be a part of, of, uh, these debates on like, is LeBron better or is Kobe <laughs> or is magic? You know, it's yeah, yeah, like, it, it it's tough. It's really yeah. a tough, um, conversation to have, but, in, sometimes in my mind I'm like why can't we just love all of them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why can't we recognize recognize the greatness in all of them because they are all, all of all you know these athletes um, you know they're all good and they I mean but but they are. I, I can I can say I can name the negatives in each yeah, one of those guys definitely. too you know
0: yeah. sports uh, sports are for me it's an easy it's very easy for me to relate sports to life and yeah uh, but one thing, so this past weekend, uh, I guess it'll be two or three weekends when this episode comes out. But this past weekend, uh, my team and your team in the NFL got beat out of the playoffs, Steelers yep. and Raiders. Yeah. And I want to ask you to tell a story because, you know, our family, we're all Laker fans. Yep. We, we all cheer for the same team in basketball, yep. but <laughs> it didn't work out like that with football. Yeah. So so my dad and the twins are Steelers fans yeah. and all their families yeah. uh uncle Jesse's a Rams fan yeah. and you're a Raiders fan. <laughs> yeah. How did how did that happen for Okay.
1: You? So the, I I know this um the first uh football game like like whole football game that uh, your dad and I watched uh together was the Raiders and the Steelers. Okay. Man, and if I had to guess what year that was, I'm going to say that was around 1974 or five wow yeah um and uh he goes "Oh, i picked that i picked that the yellow team And i go oh no i the the, the, these black and silver man they look better to me And so i was a raiders fan you know and then i think that dave and i were doing a lot together at that time of our lives because we were you know we're closer in age Uh uh-huh and then joe and the twins they were doing a lot together, um, um, and so I think that that's how the the twins, Uncle John and James, became Steeler yeah. fans. You know, Dave, I, yeah, yeah. I don't. He he was just like I don't know, I don't know if Joe, James, and John paid him or something to be a Steeler <laughs> fan. Uh, yeah, so um, that that's how that went. Wow. And then Jesse. You Know he was a Chargers fan oh, one time and one now he's a Rams guys. fan. It's just kind of like he waits till mid year, then he'll say he'll pick who this team is. <laughs> uh,
0: well, so Raiders season is over, yeah. How do you feel? So they just fired, uh, yeah, M- the Maynard. GM, yeah, yeah, yep. and they fired Gruden in the middle of the season. A lot yep. of change going on a in, lot, with man. the Raiders, right?
1: Yeah, now. but you know what, Josh? I mean. Uh, as a Raiders fan, I'm I'm proud of how far they got with yeah. all that. Um, you know, they even had, they had the the tragic uh, uh, situation with Henry. Yeah, you, you I, f- I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. crazy year yeah. for the Raiders. Yeah, so they they they've been through a lot. So just to make the playoffs, I I, th- I thought it was it was good. But hopefully, this off season we're gonna like man buckle down and and figure out who we are. And yeah,
0: I you know. I think too. There's a lot of questions for years now about it can Derek Carr make the playoffs? Is he Yeah? And at least this year I feel felt like he got to answer the question, I can make it to the playoffs. Yeah. And, um but I don't know what the future is for, for Derek if yeah. if the Raiders are gonna ride it out with him or yeah. or or look to Yeah, I don't
1: play. know, man. I mean all the games I watched, uh, there were some games where he he looked amazing, you yeah. know. And then, like, this last game, I thought that there were times where he was forcing it. And, yeah. and, then, and then, you know, I don't know if you watched the Monday night game, but I was like, whoa, what happened to Kyler? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: yeah, I think so. The Monday night game, the Rams-Cardinals uh, mm-hmm. game, when you have – so they're division rivals. And I think when you play a team twice every year, and so this was their third time playing this yeah. year – the 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 defenses in the nfl and the defensive coordinators they're so good that mm-hmm. they'll figure you out yeah. two games is a lot of film for them to go through yeah. and figure you out and so yeah. um i guess that's what makes the great ones really great is yeah. even when everyone knows what you're going to do you're still able to to execute and yep. make it make it happen
1: yeah it's a fun time of year for us, man. Yeah. But, uh, it's soon to be over, man. Yeah. I'm... And then we're going to go through the dry season. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it's all Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, oh, the, yeah. I'm
0: excited for – well, I guess this episode will come out after the game, but I'm excited for the Titans now. Me too. Now the Steelers are out, I'm all in on the Titans for the playoffs.
1: Me too, man. I, I'm, I Man, I think a lot about Coach Brabel and, uh, and uh, you know, it's a good buzz for our town. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a it'd be exciting weekend. Yeah. Um, well, Uncle. So there's a, uh, a tradition on the podcast that actually started with with your episode. Mm. Um, you told me about a time I forget who it was. You you met somebody, and they they left a, a word of advice for you to always leave mm. people with an encouragement. It was Andre Crouch. Andre yeah, Crouch. Yeah. And so you know, uh, on a few episodes, I've I've asked. Our guest to, to leave us with an encouraging word mm. and I'd love to ask you to do that for us today
1: man thank you Josh um, Man, you were talking about your favorite author the other day mm. uh, Hemingway yeah. and then I saw him quoted by someone else um, but I imagine he had a lot of just good ending mm-hmm. uh, phrases things to ponder um, mine man is just it, it's simple um, and I feel like this has been lingering on my on my mind and and my heart these last uh, several years it's to it's to keep moving forward keep growing you know never have a lid on uh, on your brain like you you know you've learned everything because uh, man there's so much if if you just position yourself um, I think in, in a place of humility and 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 so both thanking God for everything that he's he's Taught you, you know, yeah. all the lessons through a lot of uh, um, failures, you know, but then also understanding that there's there's much more. Yeah, uh, my, my favorite verse, uh, uh, one of my favorite ones, Jeremiah 333, 3, it says, uh, call upon me and and I will show you unsearchable things. Mm. I love that because it, that talks about things that might not even be on my radar. You know so like in our in our prayer times you know sometimes we we find ourselves asking for the same thing and this and that Uh, um you know uh, my my daughters you know um uh, but but then we it gives me hope that if there's something that i can't even imagine you know I, i there's something that i should be praying for but i don't know what it is I'm thankful that uh, the, that verse tells me that I'm covered. It says, just call upon me. I'll show you those things, unsearchable things. So I would say to all the uh, you know the listeners, man, just don't give up. Uh, wake up each day. Um, if you get a, a chance, listen to One More Time by the Katinas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, God will, will help you to face, face tomorrow one more time.
0: Awesome, Uncle. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming by and, and sitting down and uh, spending some time with me, um, I'm looking forward to doing it again sometime.
1: Absolutely, and uh, I'm looking forward to you teaching me more of logic. And oh yeah, anytime, <laughs> yeah, anytime. Also. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for doing a great job, man. Oh,
0: thank you, Uncle. So those of you listening, thanks again for tuning in. We're gonna end today's episode with a track from West May Music. Uh, if you want to hear yeah. more, just go on to YouTube and search West May Music. Nice. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great day.